0: Cynic
1: Empowerment Last time on Cynic Empowerment Okay, look, look, I know it seems like a lot of money I know that we've already sunk 1.7 trillion dollars into this project
0: But think how much money it would cost to start all over again
1: We're about to have a bunch of super cool, hyper-sensorized sneaky planes we don't need that. And then, like, there's another guy from like Lockheed Martin in the room. It's just like, ignore them, ignore them, give them more money. Give them more money! Hello, everybody. This is Sedak Power Man. Welcome. Yeah, there's a greeting you all haven't heard in a while. Yeah, welcome back, we're, folks. We're acknowledging thanks, it's thanks the show today. Yeah. You mm-hmm. are invited. Yeah. It it really. It helps us, you know you gotta get in the mood you gotta you gotta switch off uh customer service mode that most of us just have on our plastered on our faces twenty four seven uh when we're dealing with the public uh, you know you can't let them see that uh your hardened, happy positive attitude exterior is uh encasing uh this dismal worm of a human being that's <laughs> slowly decaying uh and uh yeah it's it's like it's that disgusting.
0: lady lady from spongebob chocolate i remember when they yeah. first invented chocolate yeah <laughs> that's, that's what, what's inside
1: chocolate.
0: me i hated it
1: uh, that sounds like a tapeworm <laughs> <laughs> disgusting man oh uh, uh, you, you don't to, eat you this chocolate have, uh, you rub it on your skin chocolate. Yeah, you just you gotta wave that chocolate in front of your in front of your nose, and uh, then the tapeworm will smell it, and it'll like kind of like creep up, and then when it like comes out of your mouth, you gotta get like one of those ballsy doctors to just grab that sucker and just yank it on out. Hell yeah! Isn't that how that works? Is is they actually like get rid of tapeworms that way? Dude, I
0: don't know. I hope I don't have those. I don't. (laughs) I don't don't, don't have a tapeworm. I don't. I don't really suck. I don't want to know how they finagle those out of human bodies I don't I don't know man I, I am skinny maybe I do have a tapeworm okay. I don't know
1: yeah uh, it's well, concerning to maybe, say the least maybe that's the case well okay so let's see do we have any stories related to tapeworms let's, uh, let's how see about fleas things. are fleas
0: related to tapeworms
1: yeah they're, they're parasites like, small annoying parasites
0: yeah so this is fun yeah. this is fun Popular flea collar linked to almost 1,700 pet deaths. The EPA has issued no warning. Isn't that fun? Isn't that cool to find out? I like finding
1: out stuff like that. Saresto. Okay. Apparently, it's one of the more popular flea collars in the country.
2: And They're not cheap the either. EPA They're like
0: $50 a pop.
1: Shit. They're $50 a fucking pop. Okay, so the EPA hasn't done anything to inform the public. How do we know about this?
0: Um, because I... So um, whenever I open a web browser, I have this shitty thing that like shows me a bunch of news articles. Uh <laughs> and <laughs> and I ignore it ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time because it's nothing that's ever uh interesting to me as a human being. And this may be the first time I've ever clicked mm-hmm. on one of those articles was for this.
1: <laughs> because we care about the animals. It's really I sad. know
0: exactly. That's all they get you. They're like, you care about the animals. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. So this this comes to us from the Midwest Center for Investigative Reporting. Uh, I I don't know who they're backed by. I don't know where I they don't get the money. I'm in
0: uh, the Midwest. But, they fucking got me by the balls. They know I'm here.
1: Yeah. I I don't I don't understand. Are you in the I don't South or Midwest? The why they would fib?
0: Is Tennessee, the South or the Midwest?
1: Um, I I that's a tough call. Uh, I think that people in tennessee would call themselves the south i feel like so too i, I feel like really like
0: i feel like kentucky's like the last stop it's like
1: it, I, okay i i think so too um i i think that tennessee is also like um, like people would get actively offended if you're like eh, you guys aren't really southerners even though they're, like, towing the middle line there. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're a pretty sorry excuse for Southerners. Well, well, but you call them Southerners because otherwise they get hurt about it.
0: Well, but the thing is, like, the people in Tennessee, like, overcompensate because of that. That's why you have so many Tennessee Toms just, like, open carrying and stuff like that. They're like, I'll show you how Southern I am. <laughs> I'm the I'm most, the most Southern- Southerner Southern- son of a bitch you ever did meet. <laughs> <laughs> I got two cowboy hats on just to prove how Southern I am. <laughs>
1: I got a 20-gallon hat, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. How dare you Uh, question the southerness of my southernitude?
1: Yeah, it's it's an issue with with purity. You know, like the the one true southerner myth. Was Mm -hmm. there ever a true southerner? Was there ever a true south? Why does it matter if you're in the southern United States? Like, you still have, like, middle America... South America, like, you're never going to get more Southern than them, literally. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're never going to get more Southern than South America.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have South in the name. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) They're all South. (laughs) Yeah. They're
1: the, uh, I guess they're the uh, Southerners of the uh, Northern developed world, um, which still has some kind of dissemination between, uh, you know, people in the north and people in the south uh, to any meaningful disparity i don't, I don't know it's silly, it silly. Um, these poor animals man oh so yeah many of them have died for for what jimmy did not for have
0: to not have fleas yeah and uh so i went to the Soresto um amazon page and if you go to the one stars because it has like a so okay just just to just to lay this out here real thick for y'all. Amazon reviews are bullshit. Amazon reviews are bullshit. Amazon reviews are bullshit. Amazon reviews are bullshit. You're never you're never going to get a satisfactory project just because there's a 4 plus stars on Amazon reviews. There's so many ways for companies to facilitate getting positive reviews You're never going to have all the facts on a product just because it has high reviews. So I'm just putting that out there. And then, okay, it's going to the next part. So I went to the one.
1: Take, for example, every single time you get off of a Skype call or a Zoom meeting, and then they're like, hey, how was your call? Would you like to rate this app? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like
0: fishing for, yeah. Yeah, you ever
1: notice those times where you're like, actually my call was shit? And they're like, We're sorry you feel that way. Bye. You know
0: yeah. They- <laughs> yeah, and there's all of that, but there's also like ways to buy positive reviews. And while I have no evidence to like tell you that the Soresto fucking flea whatever caller did that, mm-hmm. there's plenty of companies that do and can and will do that. So you can't just best in my own. But
1: What's from Bayer too?
0: Exactly. And Bear, as we all know, as faithful listeners of Cynic Empowerment, facilitated creating Zyklon B for the yes. concentration camps during the Holocaust yes. and still get to exist as a company. So there you go. And they also so own Monsanto. Me. Monsanto Bear is the same company. So the <laughs> same people that profited off goddamn internment camps, concentration camps during the Holocaust are growing your fucking food. And when I say shit like that, it sounds like I'm like a fucking Alex Jones person that I'm just like saying shit like in long form, like sporadic nonsense speech. But that's the literal world we fucking live in.
1: Yeah. They're also killing your dog. And they're also
0: killing your fucking dog. They're (laughs) killing your dog... Holocaust style, kind of, sort of, not really. Kind of. Because Cyclone 'cause wasn't Cyclone well but in some seriousness, because like, wasn't Cyclone B a pesticide? That 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 uh, was it. Yeah. That was its original it. use, right? It was a pesticide that they then used as a gas to kill humans, correct? Yeah.
1: It's a cyanide based pesticide exactly, right.
0: and in this case they're using two different pesticides so for the surester they use two different pesticides one's a neonicotinoid, which we know as faithful cynic empowerment listeners that neonicotinoids are responsible for the death of bees in our society and while we're all going disorder. to die mm-hmm. exactly um, and then there's another uh there's two different pesticides the other one I don't know what kind of pesticide it is it, it says somewhere in this article, but I've already forgotten. And, and and basically, um, whoever developed these fucking Soresto um, collars found that that just one or the other pesticide wasn't good at keeping fleas off your pet, but in combination, they were uh, more effective at uh, keeping killing uh, um, fleas and uh, ticks and things of that nature. Um, but it would seem that the combo of the two pesticides as well while being um effective at killing ticks and fleas are also um more deadly and concerning of killing your your dog- mm-hmm. and there have been um over a thousand as the um article says um pet related deaths, but also um there's also a high number of other kinds of things so you have um you know the 1700 uh, fatalities 3700 uh, major animal incidents 7700 uh, moderate domestic animal incidents what is a moderate domestic animal incident i don't know this is just how the chart breaks this shit down um you have uh, 21000 minor incidents and then blah 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 blah. Nine hundred incidents involving humans.
1: Yeah. Because somebody wanted to put on the collar, or is that <laughs> I thinking? I would
0: assume well so the thing is like I mean so like any like, pesticides, like just because the collar's like on the dog doesn't mean the pesticides stay on the dog. Right. So like they affect like the environment around them. So I would assume that's nine hundred times. I don't think those are 900 human deaths, because cause people because that would be a different story. But it's 900 times in which a human that interacted with the pet that had the collar, because you know dogs are mammals, we're mammals. A lot of things that affect dogs also affect us, and vice versa. I guess had a negative reaction as a result of being around a pet with the collar.
1: Can you imagine being a worker in one of those facilities that's producing? No, these... I, I, that's just. Yeah, it, it it would have to be so sprawling. Like, just to like look at these numbers real quick, we have uh sixty seventy, uh you know like seventy a, a odd thousand incidents, mm-hmm. you know that that's. That's a substantial amount, and those are just the incidents. So you have to think, like, how many of these collars they're producing, how many of these they're pumping right. out. It has to be a pretty large facility, well, exactly.
0: Um, well, yeah, because apparently for um, Bear that they, they they brought home three hundred million dollars um, off of these collars. Now, I don't know if that's three hundred million dollars in profits or three hundred million dollars in sales. I'm assuming it's probably three hundred million dollars in sales, but you know, for fifty dollars a pop, that's a lot of fucking collars. Um. Yeah, it yeah. And so to be in like a uh facility with this stuff. Yeah. Like that's. I'm
1: sure it's a fucked up shit. Um. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, fucked so, up shit. So there are a bunch of people that are making this this stuff that uh is, you know, in, in effect a a a, um, a pesticide. You know, it, it's yeah. out there like trying to kill literally these pesticide fleas off of the off of the dog's back. And uh, they're breathing it day in and day out. They they probably work in conditions in which they're confined to wearing, uh, protective equipment that prevents them from inhaling, or or you know getting on their skin excessively. I would hope, yeah, uh, these things that will inevitably kill them, you know, if they're in contact with it for too long,
0: right. Because while yeah. it's
1: like, oh, this is the pesticide; it's only going to hurt pets; it won't hurt humans. It's like, yeah. no, it's not how that works. And, <laughs> and these ceresto acid incidents certainly aren't coming from the company itself. There's no way, well, yeah. that bear would be like, oh, yeah, well, actually, like, there's like ten fatalities so far this month based exactly. off of the the Seresto line, exactly. Um, because it, because it just looks it it would look terrible. Well, like, and, there's no way they're going to divulge ex- that.
0: Yeah, and there's like some experts that are saying that these numbers are way lower than what they should be cuz most pet pet owners assume that a that a, a collar that they buy their pet is safe so if their if their pet has some like negative, you know, health reaction, you know, after the fact, they assume that it's like a independent, you know, pet health issue that has nothing to do with the collar so like in 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 order for it to be recorded as an incident they the 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 pet owner has to know who to call, when to call and uh, to report it as an incident relating to the soresto um flea callers, right so in reality um these numbers are probably way lower than like what whatever is like the actual numbers of you know pet related
1: injuries and death as a result of these fucking callers, yeah Ugh. One point six million dollars spent on lobbying. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, and this is uh, uh, this is Elenco, uh yeah. which was uh, a former subsidiary of Eli Lilly and Company. Um, Seven point six billion dollars is what it was traded for in twenty nineteen. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, because I think Bear sold
0: it to Elenco as of twenty nineteen, so it's yeah. technically no longer a Bear company, but it was up until mm-hmm. twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, uh, Bayer received 2.3 billion dollars in Elenco stock as part of the deal. Yeah, how about that? So weird. Yikes. Yep, Bayer declined to comment. Duh. Classic. Why would we talk to you? if you don't do it, give us money. Exactly.
0: If you don't, if you don't say anything, you don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty cool. Yeah, and the EPA still hasn't. Um, said anything bad about the two pesticides that are used in this product like they're still considered safe so
1: there you go epa Amazing. doing great work wonderful uh great great work great work you you guys are you guys are doing great work oh yeah. man that's fantastic uh yeah speaking uh, of great work apparently mormons make excellent cia and fbi operatives (laughs) dude it's like such like a bizarre but then when you think about it a little bit
0: more deeply it's like yeah i guess that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. yeah they're they're the best um but then again Uh what what why 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 mormons though like why wouldn't like a, a
0: because they're the most teetotaling sons of bitches that have ever walked the planet earth Mm-hmm. And they also yeah, use technology unlike the Amish. So the Amish are, like, straight out <laughs> because they're yeah. primitivist, right? But, like, the Mormons, like, they have, like, all the positive features of, like, a um, of a Amish human being of, like, not mm-hmm. doing illicit drugs or doing, like, all the other illegal shit the government doesn't want you to do in order to work in their alphabet soup organizations while still using technology.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's like I, they were it's uh, like they
0: were bred just to like specifically like work for the FBI and CIA and
1: all the other alphabet soup organizations, <laughs> NSA. <laughs> I mean you say that it's a joke, but I mean that's a hell of a conspiracy theory, man. Like, hey, Mor- Mormons are were started so that they could have a um uh you know, a swath of people uh by which they could constantly Usher into the uh, FBI, CIA, you know, other type of government institutions, and in, in which uh, people with the clarity of mind, you know, undisturbed by those those hippie brain altering substances, right? Yeah,
0: just perfect. Just like fully like beaten into the submission of like law and order, of this is the law, yeah. so you have to follow it, kind of mentality and stuff like that, you know. And it's also yeah. like reinforced by your religion. It's beautiful. So you've got like two two sides, yeah, yeah. No, it makes perfect fucking yeah, sense.
1: By some accounts, uh, J. Edgar Hoover had a particular interest in recruiting Mormons. How about that? That's makes pretty sense. cool. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, that's great. Uh, it was the Mormons. That's right, the Mormons. Nobody expects it. You know, you get to those pearly gates, and those are the only folks that are allowed in. Should have listened. Have you ever been to Utah?
0: No, but I've gone to a Mormon church service before. What was it like? Um, So I had a friend who was Mormon growing up, and I think when we were, like, middle school age, he moved um, back to Utah from uh Texas, his name was Josh Goss. And mm-hmm. I told him that before he uh left or whatever that I would like go with him to church one time. So I did that. And I like I was raised Christian. And you, I, know, what? you know, Tim and I was were both yeah. raised Baptist Southern Baptist. We're both Baptist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna like ruin the joke for you by saying it before you can. Uh it's and like, damn so on oh, that punchline. <laughs> and so I had been like normalized into like all the weird shit that's like affiliated with uh being like a uh, like an air quotes like run of the mill Christian. And so what people mm-hmm. don't realize is that with um uh Mormons is that I, don't, I mean I don't know if it was all Mormons but at least at like this pre- specific uh church or congregation is that half the year they would do like the air quotes normal Christian scripture. So they would do, you know, stories from the like Old Testament and New Testament and they would do like hymnals and like songs, you know, uh for uh based on like that, right? And then the other half of the year it was like Mormon songs, you know, and uh scripture based on um, you know, the Book of Mormon and stuff like that, right? Well I was lucky enough to go to this church service during the Mormon part. So, like, instead of the songs being, like, Jesus this, Jesus that, God this, God that, the songs were all, like, uh joseph smith this joseph smith that whoa right which is like whoa but at the same time like it's a mormon church like of course it's what they're gonna do and so like i I was just like i'm not going to sing these songs because i'm still christian at the time and i don't know how they're supposed to go and they make no sense to me And uh, but Mormon church doesn't end like after the service, there's like a Bible study afterwards, like not just for the kids, but for the adults. So like after that, like I had to go to like Bible study over like the fucking Book of Mormon because we're in like the Book of Mormon part of the year. And like I don't know any of this shit, and so it's like, teacher, what happened when like the Mormons meet, met the obelisk? And it's like, oh, yes, the obelisk. When they met the obelisk, they did the herk-a-durk-a-durk, because that's what you do when you meet the herk-a-durk-a-durk at the obelisk. And I was just like, oh, religion's bullshit. It's all made up. <laughs>
1: oh, is it, it? Was that moment? Did you no,
0: say, I mean, it wasn't wow. like honestly no it wasn't that moment but like retroactively it was like that's kind of how it felt it was like it was like yeah it was like being an alien you know being like forced into like participating in like the religious like rituals of someone that you have like no basis in because like while like mormons are christians uh they believe like a whole bunch of stuff and they have a whole bunch of different rule books that they're operating from. It's like, you know, Christians are like third edition Dungeons and Dragons. And like Mormons are like fifth edition. <laughs> it's like a whole totally different fucking thing.
1: Spell shapers. What the fuck is a spell shape That's a yeah. race. No, you can't do that. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, It's like a whole different like grab bag. So it's just like, even though like, while I was like raised in it, like I should have been on like equal like footing, uh, like the entire like let's say it, like it was a two and a half hour experience because like it's a whole fucking church service and then Bible study. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> None of this oh, makes great. any sense. Yeah,
1: it sounds so formative. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh, so I I've had a pretty minimal experience with Mormons, uh, mostly just the variety that come and knock on your door with their, you know, with their little white button up shirts and their black ties. And they wow. introduce themselves as, you know, elder Baxter and elder Bugsley. And you're just like, okay, uh, how, how are you? How are you guys? How are you guys doing today? And they're like, we're doing fantastic because we have the word of God in our heart. You know, like, <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. They're amps.
1: Like, man, you guys are like super intense uh do you, are you wearing magic underwear
0: <laughs> and then they walk away Do you
1: guys believe in seer stones you know uh because i have to point out all of our differences before i can strive to make any connections with other humans
2: <laughs> yeah. which
1: arguably would be a much better way to get them to stop the foolishness and just be like oh, okay well i'm spending a whole lot of time uh uh, you know effectively just producing FBI agents uh, I need to really chill out yeah um, there's really no reason to be doing this right now uh, it's like guys you, you, you're both you're both good-looking gentlemen in in your uh, 20s and 30s like what why why are you spending your time riding around on bicycles trying to find some poor hapless soul who's dead inside on his stoop and you're like, hey, that looks like a sucker. That looks yeah. like a guy that we're gonna convert. I, I, hey, hey, you sir, hey. you've <laughs> you got nothing left
0: did... left to lose, uh, Mormon.
1: Yeah. Eh? Yep, yeah. Mor- Mormon. Uh, we- yeah, it's like, and then that, that guy proceeds to make fun of them about their magic underwear. Like, yeah. That's got to be demoralizing. I oh, like, God point, damn it. Right?
0: That guy has like nothing to lose, and he's still making fun of us. Yeah, he's <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 Fuck, man.
1: He doesn't even have a white shirt to his name. What's yeah. wrong with him?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, but yeah. But whatever, whatever happened to Mr. Goss?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean you know, it's a classic kid thing. It's like we're gonna be friends forever And then they like they move away and
1: you're not friends anymore. Like I think we're friends on Facebook, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> one one day after uh, our Cynic empowerment cult has been disbanded uh at gunpoint by FBI agents, one of them's gonna remove their gas mask and it's gonna be it's gonna be Goss and, <laughs> yeah. he's, gonna, and he's gonna be like uh Uh, Jimmy, do you remember that one time that I was like, "Hey, I really want you to come to church," and then you like you came to church with me. You you remember that one time, Jimmy? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive this this whole cult thing, but you gotta come to church with me again." (laughs) Like, God damn it! You'll be like, "No, fuck it, shoot me." (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather die. (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) So here's take me out.
0: So here's a fun uh, story. Uh, we got, um, you know, this is a this is a trustworthy story because it comes from squeakly.com dot com, and it's uh, Dutch sex workers protest to get back to business, saying five feet distance is not a problem. They claim. Okay,
1: blowjobs are real jobs. Sex work, yes. Stay oh yeah.
0: No. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah it's real work. It's real work that i'm I'm not willing to do uh absolutely fucking uh yeah. no no thank you uh I will not do it you know in and, and and I will also like add on like my extra layer of like in in a preferable society you know people wouldn't have to work. <laughs> like in jobs they don't want to do because there'd be a surplus of like commodities and things they need in order to survive so people wouldn't have to resort to sex work in order to pay their bills but like while we're still we're living in a capitalist hellscape yeah uh yeah sex work is so
1: confusing like i know that like uh neoconservative or not neoconservatives more like uh like libertarians like right-leaning libertarians are like yeah. oh yeah sex works all well and good you can sell your body into slavery if you want to who gives a shit yeah as long as um, you yeah as
0: long as you sign in the dotted line and it's consensual it's like bro yeah, no one cons- can consensually agree to slavery it's like yeah they can <laughs> sure they yeah, can you're like you're and you're telling me you're telling me that someone would willingly sell themselves into slavery like what kind of like Displacement of fucking resources would be have to be at play in order for someone to like sign up for that. They're like, well, if someone signs up for that, that's just like their fucking choice, man. It's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? It's not
1: for me to question. I can't question all of the variables that ultimately led them to making the yeah. decision. They're doing it of their own volition as a free thinking, free exactly free human being. like there's a little personal <laughs> ex- responsibility yeah. involved here. Like, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, it's geez. like would you but sell yourself into slavery? They're
1: confusing.
0: like, no, of course not. It's fucking dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. Uh, well, and that's that's where old conservatives kind of confuse me a little bit. They're like, oh yeah, we're all about free market economics. You know, keep the government out of our business transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, except when it comes to business transactions that we believe are illegitimate. Oh, like sex know, work, like, like sex work yeah you know they, government that's, that's government right like, well how is everybody supposed to have a job you make fun of everybody not having a job and yet there are only so many jobs out there like these people yeah. are uh, uh in- independent contractors uh uh, uh, uh sole proprietors um uh, entrepreneurial candidates in a highly desirable skill set <laughs> great so i i got i got my i got my corporate jargon right down. yeah Um, they're
0: synergizing the penis
1: with the fellatio as we speak that's a a corporate word oh man uh let's see so uh what we have here according to one rotterdam sex worker i'm an s&m mistress uh no problem at all to keep the 1.5 meter distance I can lock them in a cage, stay far away from them. I can even implement COVID rules. We can play doctor, and I can put them on a dog leash. Uh, I don't think that putting someone on a dog leash has anything to do with COVID rules.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, oh, it I does do? with like the, the distance, right? The 1.5 meter distance or whatever. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, she's also saying like what she can do and not necessarily what she's going to do. And I'm sure in the moment, if you're to, uh, uh, get excited and, you know, get slightly too close to the person that you're doing the scene with, um, then, uh, there's going to be an issue. There's going to be a break of character or you just totally ignore it because, you know, you're trying to pull a paycheck instead. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Everything is possible. I have a very long whip, so no risk at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kaching, <laughs> got a wink.
1: Yeah, if you know what uh, I mean. Yeah, people. Yeah, they, this is this is like the the last thing that they're worried about. Like there there's a um a a large section of of people that COVID is not necessarily going to affect negatively. Um, you know, maybe these people even want all these like old conservative fucks to die. Who who knows? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like the the same kind of story that we've been reviewing for the past year. Like there's there is a plethora of stories about all these businesses that are like, oh yeah, we should be able to open. Well, yeah, we can maintain COVID restrictions. So, like, so here's
0: the thing: is that like, like I'm not even angry. At businesses for wanting to be open open regardless of COVID restrictions, because unfortunately, at least in the United States, I can't speak to other places like there hasn't there has been minimal to no relief for um, small businesses trying to. Fucking stay, like, uh, keep afloat, like, during this goddamn fucking pandemic. Like, in other places, like, especially, like, in Europe and stuff like that, they've, like, paid, like, 75%, like, the government, uh, of, like, people's wages and stuff like that to, like, keep shit afloat. But it's like, if, if the government's not giving you any fucking money and they're telling you that you have to be closed, it's like, how the fuck are you supposed to pay rent and do all these other things that you're supposed to do in order to stay afloat, like as a business? Like, just like talking out of like my own personal experience, like I, I'm technically contracted through a dinner detective, uh, a playhouse type thing, right? Not to give like specific like names of company and stuff like that, and um, obviously like they haven't been able to operate at the same capacity that they have been due to like COVID and everything else like that and um, they've had to take a like 90% cut in uh, funding for like the last like year right Um, without like any compensation from the government or otherwise and without people being able to attend such that events because it's a dinner theater event and they can't uh, receive they, they haven't been able to um, have the same audience levels due to COVID restrictions, which are like, yes, COVID restrictions are good. Yes, we should distance people. Yes, we should um, keep every safety precaution available as possible. I agree with all of those things. But if you have only like X way of making money and then you put like Y restriction into the mix saying that you can't make money this way and then you also have like z uh, um, interval saying that like the government's not going to fucking compensate you even though you're they're saying that we can't you know you can't make money the way that you traditionally do it's like what the fuck do you do you know what i mean it's like what the fuck do you do this is how you make money this is how you survive it's like what the fuck are you supposed to do and like on some people like look at this from like a very conservative kind of lens of saying that like oh yes this is why the left is wrong because the left is shutting down the government for these COVID restrictions and people aren't able to make money so obviously right-wing politics is good conservatism is good you know, keep the flow of money going no matter what, you know, even if you're like going to contract COVID and fucking die as a result, that's good because at least you're allowed to make money where the other alternative is that, no, you're not allowed to make money. Uh, Cause the restrictions It's like, no, like there's like, you know, like another like fucking option out there where you like close down the economy, you keep people at home you only have like the bare essentials like running uh facilitating everything making sure people have like their basic needs met and then you like wait until like the covid's gone because like like covid is like a a communicable disease you have to be around people to get it so like literally like if we had stopped everything right if we stopped everything except for like the bare necessities they get people what they need we only would have had to have stopped for like a month at most right to like slow down the economy make sure everybody receives what they need and then we open back up and everyone's like fucking covid free right because of how long did the disease last? but due to our like preoccupation With, like, trying to keep the economy going and, like, not slowing things down. Like, we're living in, like, this, like, fucking hell world where we're trying to, like, live in the standard, like, American, um, you can always get whatever you want, whatever you want, like, fucking bullshit society while also, like, putting on some restrictions. It's kind of like a halfway measure of bullshit. We're like, we didn't really combat the disease while we also didn't really like do anything to help anyone. And we just been kind of been living in limbo for the last fucking year, hoping it would go away, which of course it didn't fucking go away. And we're still waiting for these fucking vaccinations in hopes that one day we can live carefree and not having to worry about this fucking uh, disease uh, killing us or us trans uh com- uh trans giving it to our fucking elderly family members and i know i've been talking for at least so say whatever the fuck you want to that
1: <laughs> no i i agree on all points man uh that's absolutely correct uh when it comes to this situation in particular um I find it interesting that people are protesting to go back to work. Well, but, like, the
0: thing is,
1: it's, like, the thing is, like, it seems
0: ridiculous on the onset of people protesting to go back to work. But if your options are go back to work, make money, pay rent, or not go back to work and become homeless, like, it makes a lot more fucking
1: sense. It's Absolutely. Like, so those signs should be saying don't put me on the street. Uh they they shouldn't be right. saying blow jobs are real jobs. That of course gets a little bit more publicity, but what that's coded language for don't put me out on the street because I don't have enough money to pay for my rent.
0: Exactly. Like the thing is is that like we live in such like a right wing fucked up society is that like um like the like people, not all people, obviously, there's like a lot of like business interests and like bourgeoisie assholes that are like pushing for like this rhetoric, but there's also like underneath that, like because we live in a hell world society hell hell world society that doesn't take care of like people's basic needs, like we live in like like the only that I know of, like the only developed world country. That doesn't have a universal healthcare system. You know what I mean? Like people's uh ability to receive aid when they're sick is directly tied to their ability to work in the United States, which is not the case in most developed countries, right? Like that's like a uniquely like uh American characteristic of just like hell world hell world fuckitude. Um and so when you like strip all these layers away, when you have people saying like begging to work, you know, under the auspice of like, there's no right to work like within like the COVID restrictions that are at play. It's people like for the majority, you know, like for a lot of people, it's saying that like, I want to be able to make money so I don't become homeless. Well, there's like another layer of like, I'm an evil fucking business that wants to be able to operate at full capacity and sp- and spread COVID willy-nilly, uh, so I can make as much money as possible. So it's like this dual layer structure, right? That just gets completely, um, uh, obfuscated and uh, muddied by the fact that we have, like, no real left in the United States of America to, like, make a differentiation between, like, people trying to make their basic needs met and then businesses trying to be greedy bastards, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of gets, like, lumped into, like, the same, like, lump-sum bullshit. Um, and it's fucked up and it's shitty, but, like, the reason why it's able to get... Um, lumped in into the same lump sum bullshit is because we have no real left like there's not like a socialist party right there's not like a party to like make a and different- between like the liberals and the conservatives because like as it exists currently you have like the liberals that are like saying like yes we need covid restrictions we do all these things without like considering like the cons of like how like our society is set up of how like basic ordinary working people aren't able to be able to get their needs met by their um the the place they're currently being employed going under because there's not some sort of, like, mechanism to, like, keep that engine running for them to continually getting funds. And, like, those funds could be continually generated from, like, the federal government just directly giving them to them. It could be generated between the federal government giving money to the corporation that they're currently employed through, um, then uh, giving them a portion of their funds from you know there's like a lot of different ways you can fucking do it right We've seen lots of other countries able to fucking do it. It's just not happened in this fucking country because you live in like the most epitome of fucking um hell world fucking late stage capitalism where every man's out for them fucking selves and if you don't have the money to meet your own like personal material needs then like who the fuck cares like no one no one's concerned about you no one's no one's looking out for you no one well, no one's watching your back
1: but even then that's just rhetoric because we all know that uh to some extent the philosophy of socialism does work for these uh companies um which yes uh, socialism for the rich uh in. personal
0: responsibility yeah. for everybody else
1: yeah, so so they don't actually face the consequences of making poor business business decisions, like absolutely, um, uh, you know, like like the small business owners that are say working in um, brothels and you know in wherever, um, uh, they, they they're not going through the same um, lack of turmoil um, right. that massive businesses are getting that are getting bailouts and enjoying the um, the the prospects of quantitative easing and uh other mismanagement of our uh, economy uh to their benefit um and and yet that rhetoric is still there and yet we still have uh this kind of like generic way in which we understand the successes or failures of individuals based on a pre-subscribed merit um and uh, and how we view um, these folks that are out here protesting uh, as doing something that is on one hand uh, morally unscrupulous, you know, from the uh, um, from the perspectives of the conservative right, uh, you know, like oh 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 gosh, you know, these sex workers, you know, how how right. how immoral. Um, and then on the other side, um, you have uh, you know. Uh, Liberals, um, and um, I guess you could also like uh, uh, probably lump in like the health community um, that are focusing their attentions at you know the aspect that these people would like to break um, uh, the general guidelines, COVID restrictions put in place uh, to help keep uh, our society at large safe. Um, So it's a divisive. Um, situation because of that, because you you basically have no one on their side except for the, the I guess the consumers of their industry, um, you know, and those types of people, of course, are what what keep those um, the, you know, the the uh, lucrative gears uh well lubricated, um, uh, so that yeah, a lot of a lot of people at play here, a lot of interests at play, right, um, uh, so. Yeah, it, it. I you you were saying something about there not being a, a good representation of the political left. Um, you Definitely know, not I, in I, the United States. Not in the United States. Period. Probably not on the world stage, really. Um, but uh, you know we we you know we do have um, we do have people that are interested in those tenets. We do have people who uh ag- agree with the philosophies, um behind uh left-leaning political philosophy um it just doesn't seem there don't there don't seem to be many good ways to implement it outside of massive sustained civil disobedience Mm -hmm. and a lot of us like you, you know you and i for example um as as disobedient as we could really stand to be is uh you know saying saying relatively inappropriate things on a podcast uh you know maybe going yeah. to a protest uh every once in a while uh in those types of things uh can only make an impact if there are massive amounts of people behind them and there's a whole lot of disruption that's caused by them and even then there's going to be a massive amount of pushback from all of these other um, political adversaries that are, are attempting to maintain the status quo or maybe they want to bend the direction of the social discourse elsewhere um, so uh, you know there there's that there doesn't seem to be um, a uh, a clear conduit uh, that will take us to the place that we ultimately need to be uh, right there's not think... there's not like a clear
0: cut Line. It's not like, oh,
1: if we just do A,
0: then B, then C, then we'll be in, you know, Paradise Land where everything's, the paradise, everything's gravy.
1: Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm getting at. The Paradise Land is where these folks who uh, are, uh, you know, seem to be uh, very anxious to get back to their jobs are, are only doing so because they need to be able to pay rent. You know, that, that's, that's the, that's the, the, the problem that we need to solve. You know, like we right. need to figure out how people aren't going to be indebted to their landlords. We need to figure out how to de-establish the rentier capitalist well, uh, class.
0: Yeah. So this is um, like, like, this is like a big, like political rant and like, not everyone's going to agree with me, but I'm just going to throw some ideas at you. And you can throw ideas at me and tell me I'm a stupid fucking fuckface, but here sure. we go. So like, so a lot of people will look at like the uh post uh FDR, like federal, uh, Delano, Roosevelt years of the United States kind of like as like a golden age for the United States where people could like afford housing and afford least things and like a lot of like um uh, programs were at play to ensure that everyone or like at least white people not uh, a lot of times like federal programs didn't always delineate appropriately to people of color and stuff like that I'm fully acknowledging that in the statement but like in a general sense at least for white people and unfortunately not always for like uh people of color like uh, social programs were there in play to make sure people could have like an adequate Um, status of uh living and stuff like that in the united states of america uh like fdr like post years like up until like the 80s and stuff like that and um some people um i listen to and talk to otherwise would argue that part of that was kind of a response to um uh the ussr so, like, the USSR was, like, this, like, let's just use big air quotes socialist country, right? Because everyone has opinions about the USSR. So, the USSR was like, was this big air quotes socialist country, right? That all these other countries that were Western countries during the Cold War had to respond to and implement programs to try to say why they were better than the USSR. So, the USSR was saying, like, you got free education, you got free healthcare, you got all these free things, like, just for working and living and being a part of the USSR. SSR. So then you had like, you know, Europe and the United States and like other like countries that were like, oh, yeah, well, we don't have that we have, like, this one program here that makes it easier to afford college because of blankety-blank. And then you have, like, this food stamps program here where if you can't afford food, you can apply to this and then you can get your blankety-blank foods. And you have this other thing here that makes, like, this other thing more affordable and stuff like that. And, like, now that, like, since we're in, like, a post-Fukiyama uh, or whatever the fuck that person is, like, it says we're, like, we're, like, in the, like, post history part of history that uh or at the end of history that like there's like no other like competition for like the like the hegemonic power and stuff like that of like what they believe that like mm-hmm. basically. Like, neoliberalism, you know, as we, like, describe it, like, on the podcast and, like, other places, like, has run amok. And it has, like, no other, like, challengers to its, like, status on the world stage. So we've led to the point where it's, like, tuition for, like, college has, like, gone through the roof. And, like, housing has gone through the roof. And all these other things has gone through the roof. Because they become um, commodities that can be uh, um, uh, traded for on the world stage and like the market stage to like just become overinflated in cost to the ninth degree because they're they're considered a commodity like anything else.
1: Whoa. Yes. Fuki is indeed <laughs> <sighs> hey that's the kind of um <clears throat> that's the kind of competition that we actually need to see though uh you see one country one area one culture that is producing uh general wheref- uh, general positive welfare for uh the the people who are part of its community and you see other communities around the world that see uh that as as a, a point of contention uh so they begin to develop programs of their own in order to make their models seem more viable uh, that's right. excellent you know that that's that's like that's the kind of free market capitalism ideology that we need to see
0: <laughs> right but then but once it's, there's it's like no like, competition. Um,
1: well, okay, so well the competition is kind of non existent anyways, because exactly. even then, like they're they're not necessarily um, you know, competing and being like, How happy can we make our citizens? They're they're basically just saying like uh, uh, how can we make ourselves look as though we care about our citizens? Uh, look exactly at all of these different programs that are positively well, affecting yeah, exactly. and our, you can, our, our citizenship.
0: And you can think of like specific things like the, the like the space race, like Sputnik and stuff like that, like happened first, like in the USSR. And the only reason why um uh what's his fucking tits uh i'm from boston i'm a president what's my goddamn name i got shot in the head hello i fuck Marilyn monroe john f kennedy thank thank you like my brain's stuck on fdr so john f kennedy right so john f kennedy (laughs) (laughs) so I fucked bitches. <laughs> so John F. Kennedy, you know, that's the one? so John F. Kennedy, right? Like, like his whole like push for the space race. It wasn't like, I'm the president of the United States. We got to go into space. It was like Sputnik happened. And like the USSR has been able to like do this like successful shit out in space that we didn't think was possible. We're going to use similar command, economics type things and enforce them on NASA to hope that they can get to the moon before Russia to prove our superiority, right? Like, it's all like a dick measuring contest. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like, like taking care of your... Like, taking care of your citizens isn't about taking care of your citizens. It's about, you know, a dick measuring contest with Russia. It's how can well, we that... make these numbers work better look kind of better against russia
1: like how how do in that case like how do we hack the establishment so that our our leaders and our representatives are constantly trying to dick measure with what is going to produce positive general welfare for exactly uh you know our communities exactly like, I, I don't give a shit like they're they're obviously idiotic like how can we just like brainwash them into believing that they're constantly like it's never the, enough? Well, that's like, the thing is it's that well, that's the
0: thing is that for the longest time, while the USSR was like a competing factor up until like the, the early 1990s, like that was like the measure right for like us to be a foil against that to prove that we were better. But once that foil went away, right, and then we think about neoliberalism as like a trajectory. Like, then it became like neoliberalism above everything else, because there was nothing else to compare neoliberalism to. So it was no longer a question of like, how can we use the free market to better society, which was like the motive, the mode, you know, prior to the fall of the USSR. Once the USSR fell, it was, it became no longer how can we use the, the, the free market to better society. It became how can we improve the free market? that became the sole gopost of like how can we make the free market more free marketary than it currently is to make it even more freer and more free marketary for in in perpetuity assuming that the only th- reason why the united states uh was still solvent, and the u s s r went away was because of the free market so like uh it, it, like uplifting the free market above everything else was obviously at that point like the the only thing that was worth doing <sighs> yeah, and this is me talking out of my ass, but also I feel like if you look at things like on a historical trajectory that that seems to be like uh, on at least on some level the the like the, the causal like philosophical force behind it, and if I'm wrong, like I would love for someone to point out to me why i'm wrong uh but it seems self evident with like what we've seen up until this point, but I'm also totally open and willing to be wrong I would love to be wrong,
1: yeah, being wrong is sometimes very nice. You know, especially yeah. if you have a very dismal opinion.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why I would love to be wrong.
1: Yeah, I love I love to be wrong because if I'm wrong, it means people are happy and there's hope for the world, and it means
0: the world's better than it is. <laughs> yeah. So the, the
1: the the book here
0: is uh, so we got here the end of history and the last man by Francis Fukuyama, who describes the end of history. And he describes it uh in line with the uh fall of the USSR and the rise of uh I don't know if he uses the exact words neoliberal uh economics, but like basically 'cause like 'cause basically like the two opposing factors was like un- United States style of governance, right? And then you had the USSR, which were like two opposing forces, right? But then when the USSR dissolved in uh nineteen ninety one uh this book was re- was uh released in nineteen eighty two saying that like it was the end of history that obviously you know the cold war ended uh soviet style socialism didn't work therefore obviously ergo everything the united states was doing was right right What's kind of like hmm. which i don't necessarily agree with that but that's that's the case this book makes huh.
1: what is it what is the rand uh corporation
0: Rand, I'm assuming that the Rand Corporation is, would be the Ayn Rand Corporation, which would be a corporation that was created post-mortem of Ayn Rand's death to further proliferate the ideology of uh, Ayn Rand philosophy, which uh, superimposes the individual over everything else. <laughs> And all of the batshame bat shame, the batshit insanitude that is the idealistic uh individualism uh and idealism that is uh supported by Ayn Rand uh, philosophy proliferated in her books, despite the fact that Ayn Rand died penniless and was only able to uh survive into her old age based on the social security provided by the british government
1: i don't see anything about on rand
0: <laughs> i am i am if it's called rand if even though like i don't know what else would it be tied to research and development research and development post-humiliously inspired by an Ayn Rand. Like, where the (laughs) fuck did he get Rand from?
1: Uh, Research and... uh, I think it's a shortened research and development.
0: Research and development to what? Why Ayn Rand is dope as shit?
1: No, 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 no. no. So, um, uh, um, the reason why I, I... and reacquainting myself with this is because I noticed that on um, uh, Francis Fukuyama's uh, uh, Wikipedia page, I had a a purple little hyperlink, and I was like, "What is this? The oh, it's the Rand Corporation. What is Dude, the Rand Corporation? I'm friend?
0: sure that if it's is supposed to be Fukuyama, yeah. and it's like it's a, all, he was all a the member same. Of the political
1: book. science department of the Rand Corporation.
0: Dude, so, if it has the like, same oh. fucking." name as fucking Ayn Rand like Yeah. I'm sure it has everything to do with Ayn
1: Rand. Well, I mean it says it was created in nineteen forty eight by the Douglas Aircraft Company to offer research and analysis to the United States Armed Forces, financed by the US government, private endowment, corporations, universities, and private individuals. Uh I did see like it already sounds endowment corporations and shit. private individuals. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right, it does. And I'm trying to, like, find, you know, like, where there might be, like, some kind of, like... Let me Ayn Google Rand search. ...influence here.
0: Ayn Rand. Rand Corporation. Frequently asked questions. Is Rand an acronym? Goddamn. Rand name origin as a contraction... Of research and development. Maybe it's not. Yay!
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe it had. Okay, apparently it has nothing to do with Ayn Rand. They're just equally evil and terrible. Like, independently of Ayn Rand.
1: Yeah, it would have been a lot more interesting if it if it had been, like, some kind of, like, Ayn Rand. Like, well, I mean, there's but so she's many, not that like. Intelligent. Like, Francis Fukuyama no. would not be like oh yeah, Ayn rand. Ooh, yeah Ayn
0: <laughs> i mean fukiyama might be like there's so many like fucking like pseudo-intellectual like conservatives and stuff like that that are just like oh yeah i Rand's like my fucking shit like you know like rand paul yeah, right. and like you know like random other like neo-conservatives are just like oh yeah and R- R- rand paul i mean i really Rand, like this random chick like yeah she's a shit like yeah every fucking important
1: i mean like he was a neocon so
0: yeah i don't know much about fukuyama besides the end of history but like just like based on this like general um thesis that we like reached the end of history is like yeah this is it uh ussr gone uh, United States neoliberalism is king and that's what we have to deal with till the end of forever. And, you know, and like tying that into like the previous episode with like Mark Fisher and the end of history. Like I feel like that kind of like all neatly like ties in together, right? Like the concept of like the end of history that like we've reached like the end, like the epitome of like human advancement. That it's just like going to be like more of this but in forever forever, right? I feel like that's like all kind of like neatly tied into each other that like we can't uh imagine a future uh history where things are more advanced like you know like the lives that you and i lived tim you know in the early 90s like while like our computers are better and faster and hold more memory in them like the general building blocks of like our day-to-day are like very very similar you know we like we drive in the same kind of cars that are powered by gasoline to get to our jobs, to make the same kind of commodities that our parents made when we were children or to, you know, sell similar products that our parents sold as uh tertiary, you know, salespeople, people, you know, like things are different, but they're not that different.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, things things haven't changed all that much. I'm not putting mm-hmm. my my flying car into a shoebox into right. a wall. Cool.
0: You know, all the shit that's in my house is still powered by natural gas and like other fossil fuels. Um, like I have a cell phone now, which was which people didn't have, you know, when we were like little kids or whatever the fuck. But you know, it gives me the same kind of information I could have gotten like way back when from like a newspaper or, like, X, Y,
1: and Z thing,
0: you know, I can, <laughs> I, I can, I
1: can, yeah, I get the anxiety and ADD that you get from using a cell phone. Exactly, like,
0: out. like, I can stream a movie from home, but when I was a kid, I could go to Blockbuster and rent a movie, you know, like, yeah. it's different, but it's, like, it's not so different to, like, completely, like, collapse and, like, refabricate and change like the dynamics of society um
1: yeah i don't yeah. know uh things things haven't really changed all that much um and uh i mean that's it's kind of a sad sad thing to i mean like, i guess we're getting near the end of the episode but like um yeah that's like a that's like a sad thing in general um uh, you know, we we realized over the course of the past year that uh, a lot of our institutions were much more fragile than we thought that they were, um, and uh, because we found them to be lacking in the robustness that we thought, of course, you know, you know, the average human is able to dig a little bit deeper and reveal that things haven't really changed. Things haven't, things haven't become strengthened. Things haven't developed. Things haven't advanced. Um, there's this like thin, thin veneer of advancement of, of progress. Um, and yet when you just, when you have like a very simple, uh, you know, and I, I say simple, you know, like when you have a pandemic, you know, granted, like it's not simple, you know, it took, uh, you know, however many months in order to start to be able to concoct, um, various vaccines and ways to combat it effectively in the long term—that's uh, that's not necessarily easy. But I think that we all know, like anyone with your your average uh, 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 state core curriculum science course uh, um, uh, education, uh, understands what you need to do in midst of a pandemic in order to get it to to, to go away, in order to get it to not uh, impact your society profoundly. Uh, and, and yet, uh, that was enough to find that, that the gap in the armor that just decimated us, you know, it, it, it brought, um, you know, it brought the economy to, uh, its knees, uh, it, it started several, um, uh, extremist groups, um, it started protests and, and riots, uh, that were, uh, consistently engaging for sustained periods and civil disobedience. Um, we saw the rise of, um, fascist movements in the United States. Um, we, uh, we, we saw a unified, um, alternative conservative base, uh, that was about to do some really fucking scary shit. Um, I think we really dodged a bullet. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, I I even heard I heard like a little uh, uh, a little rumor that there was a possibility that uh, some of the the alt right's that believed uh, Trump was still the the rightful heir to the bond huh. um, uh, were going to storm the Capitol once again today. You know, the barricades of, from the sixth uh, of January still exist. You know, they are still up uh, because um they feared that on the 4th of March which is the traditional traditional I say you know uh pre 1930 uh that that was the inauguration day um so uh, you know they thought that uh, Trump was going to retake the white house on this day um i can't imagine
0: anything more sadder than being someone that legitimately thought at this late date that Trump was yeah. going to be president.
1: Well, I, I'd imagine it's kind of like somebody coming down off a uh, high, you know. Like they, they how's they he going like, to pull it through? They're just like they're they're taking their credit card and they're they're crushing up, you know, some some dried high quality uh, Trump indoctrination, and they're just like sniffing lines of this shit, and then all of a sudden they run out. And they realize shit! the time has passed. I've been
0: bullshitted this entire time.
1: Yeah, and then they just like, oh, shit, this is what rock bottom feels like. And then they they pop right back out of it the next day. And they're like, okay, well, I guess I better just go back to my job. I guess I better try
0: to, like, rekindle those ties with my family that think I'm batshit insane.
1: Right. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I I think that there's like uh there's some like self-help boards out there like uh I'm I'm pretty sure there's a subreddit like uh um like Trump victims or something like that. What is it called? Um or like alt alt right alt right victims or something like that. I believe it. It it's, it's like a self-help community, uh you know, where people are are um uh, seeking uh other folks that have been negatively impacted by family members who got indoctrinated into the, um, uh, the alt-right cult over the course of the past four or five, six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's kind of simmering and, uh, it's, it's gonna just kind of go away soon. Um, but, uh, these last couple of years showed us a very important thing that these folks are just, they're just laying under the surface, you know, they have really shitty opinions and at, at the, the soonest opportunity, uh, to unveil those shitty opinions, uh, you know, once they recognize that there are other people around them that have those opinions, uh, they're of course going to find strength in that and, and, and present them to the public as, as being legitimate, probably through efforts of force or, you know, doing doing shitty things. Um, anyways, uh, on that note, <laughs> we can save we can save those other stories for next time. That probably that probably brings the episode to a close. Uh, now that we've got everybody feeling sufficiently terrible,
0: I feel good. It's fun. It's a good time.
1: You feel good? Are you sure you feel good?
0: I always feel good. What other feelings okay. are there besides good?
1: You you heard it you heard it from Jimmy's mouth. Everybody. Good, great, and Jimmy excellent. And good's just
0: good the lowest. Point. Good's just the lowest of feelings. Good, good is rock is bottom.
1: <laughs> good is good is rock bottom. I don't uh, know about. That. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a little bit off. I mean, maybe your metrics for what of emotions <laughs> you're feeling. That, that sounds that sounds rough. Maybe,
0: maybe it's all the, the multivitamins deep. I'm taking.
1: <laughs> it's, those, it's those multivitamins. <laughs> they're <laughs> killing me.
0: <laughs> well, it could be. Much like the uh, dog collars. Multivitamins. Yeah. Uh, they're not FDA approved. They could be killing me.
1: Yeah, are you wearing one of those dog collars right now?
0: Only on my penis.
1: Okay, <laughs> good. That's I don't I want any ticks on my penis. Yeah, that's the worst place to get fleas. Everybody knows that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they call them crabs. <laughs> <Is> there...
1: <laughs> that's what crabs are they're called something different once they go down Fle- that way
0: fleas of the penis yeah <laughs> alright on that note thank you all for listening to us if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so by emailing us at com. we'd love to hear from you there you can also like us on facebook at Empowerment. And send us a message, or you can tweet us at Cynic Empower Me one. We love to hear from you. It means a lot to us. And if you're listening to us to any of the listening apps out there, please, Father God, please, Father God, please, like and review the show. It means a lot to us, and it helps other people find us. Yeah,
1: yeah, finds you like one good man. I'm out there searching every day for somebody to feel this here position here in this country's FBI. Would you happen to know a good Mormon living in amongst you that might be able to fill this dot job description? You see, I need someone who's dedicated to the service of their community. Are you
0: saying you need a good Mormon female body inspector? Because if so, <laughs> I am here ready to sacrifice myself on the line for a female body
1: inspector can't you can't have done any drugs
0: i have done the bare minimal (laughs) of gummy vitamins and snorted the bare minimum of high c powdered formula it was on a dare i'm not proud of it but those orange crystals are never leaving my brain
1: They're stuck there. That's just how I am now. It's part of my personality.